0: time if you wanted to
1: say something new microphone. Hello. And then you two sir. panda Oh, think I'm gonna be X dot maze today <laughs> or <Orange's> just Maze. <laughs> this is like hustle and flow. <laughs> This probably going to be your goofiest podcast ever. I love it. No. I'm happy
0: about that because I accidentally made us a comedy show on iTunes and I don't know how to change it. So. <laughs>
1: oh. I'm definitely down for any weekend. I'm always for real weekends.
0: Okay, cool. Guys, my name is Kim, and you are listening to another episode of Love and Lamar, a very random podcast about life and pop culture. Today, I have a very good friend of mine. Please introduce yourself, sir.
1: My name is Xavier Mays. Some of you out there may know me as simply just Mays.
0: (laughs) All right, and we have a very special episode today. I have been wanting to do this since I started the podcast. This one is about not just hip hop, but music in general. But before we get into that, let's take care of some business. Eddie Valentino. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Good Vibes Music Festival. Deep in the heart of Dallas, some of the most talented local hip-hop artists will hit the stage during the 7th Good Vibes Music Festival, formerly known as Modern Day Arts and Music Festival. Come join us for food, drinks, art, and live music and support the movement happening in your own backyard.
1: It happens from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. July 16th at RBC
0: in Deep LA.
1: Don't miss it. Summer night should never end. I just caught up with some friends, usually have no time to spend, but I do make time for them. But I'm smoke out in the wind. Rolling fatties, never skill. blowing that We've never so high the oxygen. bro that shit. What have you been?
0: So we're back, and we are going to get into the current event section. Um, Beyonce. What can we say about Beyonce? She's been in the headlines probably for the past four months because there was Formation, then there was the Super Bowl performance, and then there was, what's that album called? Lemonade. Then there was Lemonade. And so now she's kind of been in the news because one of the songs on Lemonade is sort of a country song, and I won't say sort of. It is a country song. It's called Daddy Lessons. And people from, like, CMA, they have been saying that it's not really country just because it's Beyonce and that it's quote-unquote crossover. I have so many issues with the term crossover. So let's talk about what that really means. What is crossover? What's crossover?
1: That's a good question. What, what is crossover? Like, example, there's a song out there called Country Girl. Shake it for me. The lyrics are shake it to, shake it to the west, shake it to the east, shake it to the left. <laughs> You know, mind me that that kind of sounds like a little John song. Pretty much. <laughs> Just a little bit.
0: Pretty much. I think fusion makes sense for a crossover like if it's Nelly and what was that damn Kunnie oh, <laughs> I heard <hate> that song. <laughs> uh, it's all uh, in little my head. little big. No. No, that's a uh, who is that? Uh I don't know country, y'all.
1: Nelly did did try to revive his career with the country. Well, he's done several. But the
0: latest one is like Florida Florida Georgia Line. Florida Georgia Line. Them. He did a song with them. Uh, Florida Georgia Line has a song that's like, uh, baby, you're a song and some shit. Okay. Uh, Want to roll my windows down, and then Nelly yeah, is like, right. Yeah, like he always does.
1: That's how, that's that goes to show you how far <laughs> into mediocrity Nelly's career has gone because I've not heard that. Nelly, this is my first time hearing
0: about Well, that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's such a sad thing. Like him, Ludacris, they were all so huge, and then they just kind of plummeted. That's when you know you've kind of gotten to the end of your career. You know, LL Cool J has a damn country song. Him and Brad Paisley or something like that. Really? Yes, you have to look it up. But I think that would be like the definition of crossover, like two genres. But what I've seen is that crossover is being mostly used for, like, black artists who are doing things that are not necessarily black music, quote unquote. So for Beyonce to make this song that's, country why is that crossover she is making a country song it's not like it's r&b mixed with country or it's rap mixed with country it's country you know what i'm saying
1: yeah and talk about crossover speaking of beyonce lyrical crossover did you know it came out recently there's a kobe bryant version of say my name with destiny's child
0: shut the hell up that are you exists. serious
1: that exists it definitely exists why i have no idea because we all know kobe can't rap he can ball, but he can't rap.
0: Have you seen that video on Facebook with all those rappers who made a rap song?
1: And rap Leets. A... Rap leads?
0: Yeah. <laughs> rap leads. <laughs> And they made a compilation, <laughs> and they put it in one video. I think my favorite one was Metal World Pieces song. I forgot what, what the song was called.
1: I've never heard him rap, but I would I definitely look that up because I'm course interested it was, in hearing that.
0: <laughs> of course it was in French. I have no idea what he said. I need to find that video and send it to you. It is so funny. I don't know why people when they get rich they feel like they can automatically do everything do
1: small
0: So let's get into the topic that we are here for. We are here to talk about hip hop. Probably my favorite subject. What Would it be yours?
1: It definitely is.
0: Okay. So we have a lot to say. Last episode, I was talking about millennials and how we're seen by the people who come before us. This episode, I am talking about the hip hop that we listen to and what our parents think about it. My, my dad for instance, has very specific ideas about hip-hop. His current favorite rappers are 2 Chainz, Jay-Z, and Yo Gotti.
1: That's an interesting lineup.
0: He <laughs> cannot say anything to me about what I listen to. You and I both share pretty similar tastes in music. So for him to choose that,
1: <laughs> those three, how? Really, only one of those artists really has any one. type of talent. And my dad, it's a funny story. My dad came up to you know that song goes down in the DMs. My, my dad, dad loves that song. Dad loves that song. What is it? With- and he asked me, had the audacity to ask me. Said, "So, what's a DM?" <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Were <laughs> like, what is that? My dad doesn't have Facebook anything, so he would know what DM. <laughs> I think he barely even checks his email. Oh so my God. I'm like, Dad, if you don't even know what a DM is, what business do you have listening? Why
0: are you listening to this, sir? Like, what's Snapchat? Why, my dad loves that damn song. And he was singing it one day. I was like, do you know what that song is about? And he was like, No. I know it's trap. He doesn't really know what trap means. I think he thinks every rap song now is trap. And so I said, you should Google the lyrics and see if you still like that song. He was like i know what kind of song it is no you don't that's probably the only part you know you probably heard when your little 20 year old frat brother singing it at the house and you was like i'm gonna act like i know something about it, Snapchat you just it.
1: That. what does that mean <laughs> in secret you're like, i wonder what that means
0: <laughs> okay i'm gonna show you what his version of good music is like he loves public enemy which is not i don't have any problem with that he loves public enemy He loves Rakim. He loves um, Big Daddy Kane. He loves LL Cool J. Now, LL Cool J is that's problematic for me (laughs) because some in some songs he was good, in other songs he was a simp.
1: Like LL Cool J had like for me he had like. After, you know, Bad or whatever, mm-hmm. and Radio, he had, like, eight albums that just could be Trash. thoroughly forgot about. Like, what was that album? Ten? You had, like, that, and then he had, like, he went from ten to thirteen, and I was completely oblivious to, like, what happened, the two albums in between those two <laughs> albums. I was like, come on, yo, yo, stick to CSI, whatever show it is, you all yeah. know.
0: I think we're getting to the point where the people who were on top in my Parents' age are starting to show their age. Like Ilkooje cool is the host of that. What is that show? It's like a lip syncing Lip-sync show, lip sync battle. Lip sync battle. And at the end of every episode, he says like a lyric from one of his old songs from the eighties. Like
1: you, I feel like I the, crush it like a centipede. Right, get right, the fuck, right. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Like I've never just seen a centipede. Oh yeah, let me crush that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like why?
1: I feel like you got a lot of old heads out here trying to capture the days from before when the game passed them. Yes. Exactly. I think, uh, have you heard uh, Boss Night Job? Mm-mm. Are you, you, do you know that him and Dame Dash had beef? Yeah. Yeah, over the Fiends logo? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, okay, I don't know if you missed the uh, Dame Dash where he was talking about culture vultures. Yes, Dame Dash is the epitome of a culture vulture. You can't be talking about culture vultures and then you're stealing something from somebody who's in your own city. He came out with a shirt that said "Fiends" on it, and Boss's like logo is Fiends, so that was mm-hmm. one of the lines that he had. And one of his songs like, "You got old dudes out here, you know, trying to catch the feeling from when the game passed them, looking like Dame Dash's." <laughs> and that's how I feel like a lot of these old heads are like, you still trying to capture? Oh yeah, that song was hot back in '85. Yeah. <laughs> It and is when currently you talk, when 2016. You talk about hip hop with old people over forty. It's always the summer of '86. That was the best hip hop <laughs> so ever. True. The Summer of '86. 1986. I that remember was, it was a year.
0: 1986.
1: Walking down the freeway, then that random fire hydrant burst. <laughs> you got like people hiking into the electrical system. Like you try that now, you might get electrocuted.
0: Yeah. And the fire hydrant spewed like lemonade, and everybody had cups, and they was playing double dutch, and it was a I beautiful day. I will say day. this
1: though about the last generation. I feel like the movie House Party is like the best example of how our day versus their day. Their days, they could go and have a good time at parties and yeah. listen to rap and everything. Our days, you might not know if you get shy or a dude might dwell into the party. About I like Coon Rock Bar or something <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know, a uh, dude looking like Joker from Batman come and shoot up the party or something. That's you know? true.
0: That's true. I feel like there should be some sort of outlet that feels a little bit more like that, and it it would be beneficial to us to be able to experience a little bit of that. But at the same time, it's it's to the point where there's, I won't say it's all so outdated, but you can't really compare the two. Like, I've had so many arguments with my dad where he's like, oh, what y'all listen to is trash. What we listen to is good music, blah, blah, blah. So... We're gonna take a little walk through <laughs> the golden age of hip hop. I have a game we're gonna play called Was This the Golden Age or Did Young Thug Say It?
1: Waiting on that Young Garbage album
0: coming out. <laughs> Young Garbage. All right here's the first one (laughs) shovel shovel chestnuts in my path please keep on up with the nuts so i don't get an aftermath was that from the golden age or was that young thug
1: i don't even think young thug knows how to say chestnuts (laughs) golden age
0: okay that was De La Soul.
1: Yeah, that sounds like something they <laughs> Nobody raps about chestnuts these days. <laughs> they just don't. Except unless you're 2 chains. He had chestnuts lying on his first album. Really? Yeah, it's very, very vulgar. I won't repeat that on this okay, radio great. podcast.
0: Awesome. But it was De La Soul, the song Me, Myself, and I, which actually was in the top 100 uh, on the Billboard charts in 1989.
1: Very underrated group. Very I love underrated. De La Soul. Very underrated. They said yeah. some
0: weird shit sometimes, though.
1: Sometimes they did, yeah.
0: So, okay, here's the next one.
1: Got a lot of De La Soul buyers out here, too. Huh? Got a lot of De La Soul buyers out here, too. I recently went to a concert, and they had the whole De La Soul vibe. Her opening line was, it rains a lot in Seattle because Seattle has a restraining order against the sun, and the crowd immediately just fell oh, dead silent. That was no. very <laughs> That was really wacky. Like, I know you could put restraining orders on the sun. Like, wow.
0: <laughs> oh my God. What was that line that that, that dude said at the, the show? It didn't. Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. 1,500 stand up. I think we all put our drinks down. It was like, Fry Street. Yeah. <laughs> and his whole crowd of five followers proceeded Woo. to throw up their gang signs, which I believe is some kind of suburban address.
0: Most likely. Okay, let's get back. (laughs) Jesus Jesus H. Christ. Okay. Fliggity
1: Flame. (laughs) (laughs) That's Young Thug. Before you even get to the rest of it, that's Young Thug. Fliggity Flame. Come on. (laughs) You don't even have to say the rest of the bars.
0: I can't even get (laughs) to...
1: I would just walk up down the street and be like, Fliggity
0: Flame. (laughs) Oh, God, (laughs) wait. Okay.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Come on, we gotta let the people know you're <laughs> <use> garbage lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I can do this, I promise. Oh, God. Fliggity Flame, J- drama, geron- <laughs> Geronimo. I biggity burn riggity rubber when I blabber great. I miggity make the Wonder Twins
1: deactivate. <laughs> Please tell me that's not Golden Age. I hope not. Yes, it is. That's Golden Age. Yes. Really? Oh my god. Woo. Maybe Young Thug is like a time traveler or something. That's really whack. <laughs> oh a god. Flickety flame. What song is that? I want. I want to hear that song. <laughs>
0: This is my one of my dad's favorite rappers. Dos effects The song is Microphone Checker. It came out in 1992.
1: Somebody should check this microphone. (laughs) Way before 92. It should check in 91.
0: (laughs) Woo! Oh my God. My eyes burn. Oh my God.
1: Like flickety flame?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. If you don't bring back my motherfucking money or my motherfucking dope, you can forget about Christmas, nigga, cuz you ain't going to even see New Year's.
1: I feel like that's from a movie, not <laughs> right. No. Like, you what is that for, rhyme. like paid Fool? That doesn't rhyme. That's more <laughs> that of a threat than rhyme. <laughs> That's a threat that ain't really no. a rhyme. Is that paid in full by chance? That is a lyric. It doesn't even run. <laughs> maybe maybe whoever wrote that had beef with somebody over something.
0: <laughs> it was like, stop the track, shit.
1: Stop. <laughs> like I got something to say. If you ain't got my dope, if you ain't got my <laughs> money, you might not even make to see New Year's. You ain't got to worry about Christmas.
0: Which comes after the Christmas. Right, right. <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> which comes after Christmas.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> so which is it?
1: I'ma say golden age.
0: Yes. That is Master P.
1: <laughs> is it was that from Make him Say Uh? <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: That's from Do You Know? I don't know what the hell that is. Nineteen ninety eight.
1: That must have been before that skit that said, Hey, if this is P say uh <laughs> It's <was> like uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Last one. I got more holes than the ozone.
1: But that's young thug. Cause I I, I couldn't take I, I I paused for a second. I was like, "How you have more holes than the ozone? The ozone has holes, not holes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how's that possible? And I know that ozone's out here macking like that. You know, <laughs> don't put no aerosol out there. I might not be able to pick you up on Friday. <laughs> um,
0: that is silk. The shocker.
1: My car must be the cruiser Got you begging me down Must be the rover She wanna be around I hit like like the ground like an accident going. Mr. the hitter fast and I'm slow as back And if you don't believe me go and ask a friend I got more hoes in the ozone Hicks them with they clothes on So they can go home I rose up on a bucket She got a man But when I rose up in the bin Benz- Trash It was trash <laughs>
0: 1996 the song is called My Car
1: he should have let the windows up in that car and kept driving.
0: <laughs> wow. Trash. Yeah. So those are lyrics from the golden age of hip-hop. Um, None of them were from <laughs> Young Thug.
1: Should have a garbage segment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you look at that, like, people from the 80s, 70s, they act like all of the songs from their time were just so incredible. Like, uh, Sugar Hill Gangs. What that? What's that damn song?
1: Hip Hop, the Hibby yeah. Yes. That, uh, Rappers' Delight.
0: Rappers' Delight. There's one lyric where he's like, "I'm sitting at the table with the sticky food that don't look good."
1: Oh my god. And he
0: was like, <laughs> <laughs> "When you think about the food you ate, then he go to the bathroom to find some KO pack tape." Like, <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> you oh, oh, so you say that's it? I got to leave this place. I don't care what these people think. I'm just sitting here making myself nauseous With this ugly food that stinks oh, So you bust out the door while it's still close Still sick from the food you ate And then you run to the store for quick relief From a bottle of K.O. Pectate And then you call your friend And two weeks later to see how he has been And he says I'm not They sure tried to I write about anything back then the to the make it sound hard Like walking down the street Get orange juice then high <S laughs> drink Said orange juice Realized it was spoiled and made my booty loose <laughs>
0: Basically, he could have you could have like, inserted that into Rappers Delight. Right. And I would have never known.
1: Rappers Delight was actually not their song. They they actually bit that off of someone else. Really? Look at the history of Yeah, it was bitten off of some someone else. Rappers Delight was like, no one person can say that they own that song because it was bitten from so many places. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. a lot of people don't even know that.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. It's, there's like a YouTube video out about... You know how a Sugar Hill game that wasn't really there even song they bit that from somebody because there was like a rapper before him that was kind of like Bob dee Bob a Dang a Dang that's how he rapped and he had like some lines so they took that and they developed rappers delight off of it
0: because
1: hmm. he, he always the guy always started on like, hip hop hibby, and then they come out with some hip hop hibby, a to the hip hip hop Sugar Hill you know.
0: What was that conversation like where they were like, man, that is dope.
1: Those bars hip, are fire. Hop, hip, hibby? hop, hippie.
0: Hip, 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 hop.
1: Those aren't even full of syllables. Those are n- not even words. Half
0: of that is not even English. Like, how do you get to the point where you're like, that should be the beginning of a song?
1: Picture going to somebody be like, let me get a hippie and a hop <laughs> and a don't stop it <laughs> to the bang, bang boogie said up jumps the boogie. <laughs> That'll be $30. Right.
0: I don't I don't get it. I guess music is very cyclical. So the things that we listen to right now in 20 years they'll be like, "What in the hell?" Well, we are already like that sometimes.
1: Picture the year 2030. Future is future is, blank, is blasting from the living room that's when my children know they're going to spend their whole day cleaning. <laughs> that's so weird. Cuz you know how we like- got like you know, somebody's listening to the OJs or something, you know you about to spend your whole day cleaning. Yeah, or James
0: Brown. Like the Parliament you know, and shit.
1: They to hear some jump man, jump man, jump man, them boys up to something. Next thing <laughs> you know, they mopping the floor. <laughs>
0: All That's day. so weird. You gonna see like a, a mom in a scarf. Is she gonna be mopping the kitchen to
1: Travis Porter or Bad, something yeah. <laughs> like that?
0: Bad bitch with a tan. Right. <laughs> like I
1: think it's relative. I think it's really like Our parents was probably, you know, talking like, man, the Commodores was trash. This Art Kelly CDO? Awesome. (laughs) It's relative. And he
0: said he wanted to go half on a baby. Who was doing that back in the 70s? I, I felt him on that shit. Like, are you serious? Right. I don't, it is relative. That's the reason why I don't know if we can really say that, like, this music is worse then that music because there is equal there it is the trash levels are equal. <laughs> Both sides I mean, you heard you heard what they was doing in the yeah, in the, the
1: Chaka was so terrible. He was. He was garbage.
0: Yeah. And like I would love to hear Dr. Dre like actually write something. What would that sound like?
1: Are we talking the Chronic, Dr. Dre, or are we talking about just like him this in new general? Compton stuff.
0: Because like Dr. Dre didn't write the Chronic.
1: You no, he didn't. He was just, he was the producer. He just knew how to get everything together. Like he coached Snoop Dogg on what to say, and that's to me that's one of my favorite old school albums of all time. Oh, I
0: love it. But I know he didn't write not one word.
1: Let me ride nothing but a G thing forever <clears throat> will be played if you own a Chevy.
0: You segued into a good point. So. What is classic for the 80s or 90s? Sort of, it's sort of different for today. What do you think kind of shapes what a classic will be for what we have right now? Because it, the way I see it, there are maybe three or four people that could possibly be in that status.
1: Mm-hmm. What are those four people for you?
0: Okay. Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar. I don't know if I can really say Jay-Z because he started in the 90s.
1: I think J. Cole has hit that path with his new stuff. He kind of got back to his roots.
0: Okay. He was sort, sort- I was sort going, of on the fence.
1: going way over here. Like, we was over here, and he was, like, way over there. Yeah. Then he came back over where we was with 2014. Yeah. Which is sad. It gets hardly any radio play compared to the, the crap that you hear on that's K104 true. and stuff these days. True. Which I, I feel like that's a travesty.
0: Kendrick
1: Lamar, I'll say J Cole, Kanye West. Maybe it's just three. I think I'm gonna go with the two. I'm gonna go with the two thousand. I'm gonna say Kendrick Lamar, J Cole. Um, that's pretty much it. What? Really, yeah. a lot of like mainstream. Because I could go on and on about indie. Andy, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot of good indie rappers out here, but. Mainstream, you're on. Those are pretty much the two predominant artists that you're going to hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, because if you know, you're not going to be able to get like talk about J Cole's Dreamville. You know J Cole. Mm-hmm. Ask a common person on the street who is on Dreamville, they wouldn't be able to tell you. Right, but Dreamville has some great artists on it. Right, and it's, you know, it's like that's why I say you can't be a classic now if you don't get radio play these days, and it's sad because. I think as far as when we talk about classes, we're talking about, like, generations. 70s got, like, you know, because they was, like, black Power and stuff like that. 60s and 70s, they got, like, the Isley brothers talking about fight the power and stuff. Mm. 80s, public enemy took that. Ronald Isley carried it over to the 80s when we were still fighting that same thing. Mm -hmm. 90s, crack epidemic. Tupac talked about the crack epidemic. Reagan era. Mm -hmm. People busting in your house, you know. And sadly to say, the two... Two thousand and beyond, we're the type of generation we post fight videos on YouTube. So that's why we got rappers like Young Thug and Migos, and all our rap is filled with violence and drugs.
0: Yeah, I I think there are some rappers who who are doing some really interesting things in response to that. Like I don't know if you ever heard Childish Gambino's because of the internet.
1: Oh, awesome album! Awesome. Whoa, album. Like, awesome.
0: I think he has the potential to be sort of where I was just talking about, if he was more consistent.
1: My only problem with Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, because it's sad some of you don't know the difference between those two. Donald yeah. Glover is Childish Gambino. I've heard people say, oh, I love Childish Gambino. Oh, what you think about Donald Glover's comedy? Who is that?
0: Okay, that's that's terrible.
1: But I like, I like, because the internet, I feel like it put him back where he needed to be. He had yes. that album before camp. where camp or royalty one and where he it just kinda felt like he was talking about how black he's not. And that was that was pretty so pretty sad.
0: That's so trash. Like we understand that you feel you're different. a nerd.
1: We, you're black who at the cares? end of the cares.
0: There are so many black people who feel like that. Who wants to hear a whole album about that?
1: How black you're not because you're not thug. I'm not thug either but I ain't gonna run around telling people I'm opposite of being black. Yeah. Just, look at my skin. I'm black.
0: Exactly. I love
1: being black by the way I just wanna put that out there. Uh <laughs> But I'm statistically faster and I have a higher vert automatically from birth.
0: That's great. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Shout out to <laughs> <black>. Um, out <laughs>
0: um, But I feel like if he was more consistent, then maybe if he was putting out albums like Because of the Internet just back to back to back, he could be at the level of what I'm talking about. I don't really see how anybody could say, though, that Kanye West is not in that realm, though. Because if you think about what he's done in his whole career, every single album has been critically acclaimed. Like wh- whether you think he is a good rapper or yeah, whether, whether you, you think- agree
1: with the music or not, because Yeasmin exactly. was critically acclaimed. I'm I'm not a big fan of Yeezus. Oh no, Yeezys I think I threw that out the window in Shreveport somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was yeah. What you
1: talk about, Kane Kanye is the epitome of change it over because if you listen to last call on his college dropout CD mm-hmm. he was literally like okay they didn't want me because I was rapping about you know things that matter or I didn't have a jersey on and best bar out there nobody rapped like that killing y'all niggas on some lyrical shit mayonnaise colored bands I, I some lyrical, lyrical whips. whips nobody rapped like that until Kanye came and now you see people rapping like that all the time yeah like, especially when they did watch the throne, it was just full of bars like that. Yeah. So, I think Kanye West is up there. I just think once he got with the Kardashian chick, he just went, like, completely left field for a while. Yeah. Now somebody, like, ran that foul ball back in. Yeah. To first base. So yeah.
0: yeah. He <clears> – <throat> I think he has so much that he wants to do. He does not know how to rein that in. And make something cohesive sometimes. For instance, The Life of Pablo. Have you heard that?
1: It sounds like a mixtape. It sounds like it should be a
0: mixtape. I told somebody else that. Like, that does not sound like an album to me. There are songs in it that I like. There are songs in it where I'm like, Why the hell is this on the album?
1: Like it starts out great with Ultralight Beam and Father Stretch My Hands, then part two. At that just kind of goes a little bit mixtapish. Yeah. Like the I love Kanye. Kind of, yeah, I love that song. That. I love that song. That doesn't belong on a commercial album. No. That belongs on mixtape.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure why that was on there. And then that one song where he was like, "What did he say?" It it's that song with all the weird noises in the background. It's like he's like, "What the right now? What the like,
1: fuck right now? What the we fuck right now? What the right we fuck, right fuck, right fuck right in the middle of this motherfucking dinner table? Why are we fucked at this Vogue party?" Will we be the light for the whole party? Is at the last? Because what I do now, I listen to these albums and snippets and see if they're even worth me giving a whole listen to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just, I heard like the first five try, oh, okay, okay. Then we got, I missed the oh, okay. I was like, this is a mixtape song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't I understand what he's doing. But I've, I think that what constitutes a classic for us is very different from what constitute, constituted a classic for what our parents were listening to and to your point what is happening in each generation kind of affects what is seen as a classic classic yeah so for instance um good kid mad city people can say what they want to i feel like 10 20 years later people are gonna go back to that and see that as a classic
1: you know what's crazy though section 80 was just as good if not better
0: you think so? I
1: think so. I really think so. Section 80 was from one to where, how many tracks on that CD? I don't remember. Straight, just nonstop, you could play every single song. It,
0: yes, that was a good album. I think what took it over the top for me for Good Kid, Mattis- Matt City, is the co- how cohesive the it, story was.
1: It was like Boys in the Hood meets Friday meets New Jack City all in one. If they had musicals yeah the album that
0: would be so dope if they could turn Good Kid Matt City into a musical
1: or like musical movie i will be. I will watch that. I would definitely watch that yes, I would like cancel my Saturday night plans to watch that,
0: yes, if he would just like pull a beyonce and like give us a visual album for Good Kid Matt City. I'm pretty sure that would like eclipse liberty because
1: that that has to be one of the besides twenty fourteen force. that's probably one of the. These are the three best cities for me in the last, since I've, you know, been in college. Mm -hmm. Good Kid, Mass City is number one. Section 80 is about number two or three in 2014. Forest Hills Drive was just like a game changer Mm -hmm. for like the last few years. Mm -hmm. So I would say those are my top three.
0: Yeah, that's a good top three. And I think to add to what could be considered classic albums, I think his second album, Could be up there. It's just a little bit hard to swallow.
1: I don't think our generation is ready for Tip and Butterfly yet.
0: Yeah, I think that was a bit ahead. Yeah,
1: I think, like I said, we're the we're the generation that posts YouTube videos. So, for you know him to be talking about the systematic destruction of the black man that's going on right now, Mm -hmm. I don't think our generation is ready for that. That's why I don't consider that a good CD, but I think it's great.
0: I think it's a really great album also and i think you're right i think we are so um we consume things in small bites so if he would have made if he would have made that like a series of mixtapes or something maybe would have been more well received but one entire album that lasts over an hour talking about the stuff he was talking about with the type of music he was using
1: because if was a lot. in the single i came out everybody hated that song
0: i did too i still that, hate it
1: I think it's a good song simply for the message. Now I mean you can't really sit here and you can't follow up Good Kid Mad City with I Love Myself on no. the Ronald Isley beat. You could have no. like eased us in that. Yeah. But still if you look at the message, it's a good song. It's just I wouldn't put it that beat. I wanna put it on that beat if mm. it was me.
0: Why would he I mean he didn't do anything to it. It was literally
1: Just who's that lady beat sped up.
0: Yes. He did nothing to it. That's why I hate that song. That's the one of the main reasons why I hate that song. And another reason is because it's so, like, in your face. That's the reason why I hate Dear Black People. I mean, Dear White People. I hate that movie. It's so, it, it's, like, so in your face. Be a little bit more subtle with it. Right, right. But, like, it, I think it, it fit what was happening at the time. It was just not the way that people are going to take it. That's the reason why he hasn't been as much of a radio success because people don't like that kind of music.
1: That it's music currently line. right now it's said that music is not commercially viable.
0: Yeah, but I think it has it has the potential to be a classic like years down the line. I think you could probably compare what he's doing now to maybe like what
1: I would say a, young, a younger Tupac was doing. I was gonna yeah. say
0: that because a lot of his older stuff, he wasn't really getting that kind of recognition until he started getting into the thug shit.
1: Because Tupac had he had some great songs. If have you heard uh Tupac's now and strictly for my niggas. Yes, he talks about strictly some for good, my niggas is good probably stuff my on favorite those. Favorite album of his. That's it. That was his first album. No, that when they talk about Tupac's great albums, that's not one of them. Because exactly. nobody wanted to hear him until he was talking about the thug stuff. Hey, come on. Looking back at we all know Tupac wasn't really no thug. No. Tupac was just talented as hell. He went to acting school. Yeah. Like, next thing you know, he's talking about thug life. Everybody's listening. And that's what they want today. They want us exactly. to be like on some thug, like, let me sell these drugs. Tupac never once talked about selling drugs. Mm-hmm. But that's what they want. That's what they want to hear from us now. They want to be like, "Oh, let me tell you how many drugs I can sell, how many women you know I can disgrace." And after that, you know, that's what they want. That's that's trashed me. That's why my car. I don't even have preset radio stations because I don't want to hear half stuff that's on (laughs) radio these days. I have XM, yeah, iTunes music, yeah, with the occasional Spotify. Yeah, I don't free trial, of course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think my pants that shit. Um. I, I agree. I don't know why why it's like that though because maybe it's because of the introduction of Gangsta Rap back in like the 80s because before that everything was about having a message and black power and this and that and then all of a sudden here comes N.W.A. and they disrupted everything and then stuff started getting Even then more.
1: their music wasn't I think Stray Outta Compton was like Put it in the best words. It's reality. It's what you see when you look out the right. window. Like they were speaking on what they see in California. They couldn't possibly be talking about what they see in Texas. Right. UGK was our NWA. Right. So they can't, you know, it's just what reality is relative to you at the point yeah. in time. Yeah. Like I've, I remember in 95 and 96 going down like, oh, I might get shot today from a straight bullet. Mm-hmm. And the helicopter flying over my house, no.
0: Right. Right. I agree but what i'm what i'm saying is like i don't know why i don't know if it's because the type of music they were making became more it was more edgy or people caught onto that more that the other side sort of died down where people were ha- actually had like a different sort of message and were trying to push positivity or you know pro blackness or ha- however you want to say it how that kind of went to the wayside because you had at, around the same time or a couple of years after that, artists like common making I used to love her and like stuff like that. And that really didn't pop off, and people really didn't care about it until the 2000s. And they were like, Oh, that's a classic. You weren't listening that's to only it.
1: Because uh, West Side Connection response said negatively. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a beef on that.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, they had a Raw music video. Uh, Dubs, his lyrics go. Uh, Dub C strolling through the east without a vest. They had a raw veil. They was, you know, they was on their full Rocky punching meat pallets and stuff like what? that. It was crazy. Yeah. Those beef DVDs let you know.
0: Oh Netflix. my God. I forgot about yeah.
1: those. Yeah. <laughs> Why you got to watch those time and time? And Comment actually responded to him with the song called The Bitch You He oh, wow. was quoted as saying, uh, This nigga ain't no Mac 10. He's a 22. <laughs> Basically, you fat. Wow. <laughs> wait <laughs> and nobody cared about i used to love her until that beat popped off
0: yeah but see that's sad because that is probably one of the most poetic hip-hop songs i've ever heard
1: controversy sells
0: yeah but that i mean hip-hop to quote something that old heads always say is hip-hop was born of people trying to tell stories it was people were uh storytellers they were poets so if that's what they were, I'm not sure why, if that's the foundation, how it can go from that to where we are now. Not to say that it's bad where we are now. It's just very different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To the point where now, lyrics are inaudible. Like, Young Thug can make a song, and half of it does not sound like English.
1: And you hear me messing bendu. And you hear me like can't hope no.
0: <laughs> or him future i'm I,
1: still trying to figure out what the lyrics to lifestyle are lifestyle
0: have you seen the video <laughs> of people trying to figure out what the lyrics are
1: i'm still trying it's i feel like it should be like that dave Chappelle skit when they was trying to figure out what the lyrics to good times the end times <laughs> were.
0: yeah
1: i feel like they should have a show like that like what are these lyrics then he just, like, goes left It was like, the beginning. Like, what? So すご- <laughs> what? you?
0: That's the one word. You know what he beginning.
1: said. Beginning of what, young buck? <laughs> <laughs> beginning of what?
0: <laughs> the beginning of me speaking English. There was a vid- the video I'm talking about. I think it was complex. They went up to different people on the street in New York and were like, hey, listen to this. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Tell me what yeah, I saw <laughs> Is that the same
1: people that do the uh, video where that one was like about damn thirty seven, something like that? Mm-mm. Yeah, they do videos, and that was one of their segments. What are uh, What are the lyrics to this young thug CD? And people was like, they had one just baffled. They had to put a question mark over it because she didn't know what it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, one guy was like, "I want eggs, cheese, and mayonnaise."
1: Like, yeah, like what? Are, that sounds horrible. Eggs, cheese, and mayonnaise. I wish I would get a breakfast sandwich with mayonnaise <laughs> oh. on it. <laughs> Be gross. So gross. Do you want mayo on your bacon and egg sandwich? <laughs> How about hell no. Like you no, serious? I don't. Like I don't think mayonnaise and eggs go together. Why That's...
0: is that an option? Is
1: that potato salad? Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? what are we doing here? Why do you have mayonnaise? Right. Moments. <laughs> I was a I... Okay, let me just ask you this. What constitutes a bad artist?
1: For a bad artist, for me, what gets... I'm just going to speak on me. I feel like if your lyrics are trash, your beats are trash, and more importantly, if your message is trash, you are a trash artist. Okay. You have nothing to say to anybody.
0: Do you have to write it?
1: I feel like it's important that you write your own lyrics, yeah. But we all know people ghost, right? Yeah. Like, come on, look we all know Drake ghost rights. He's okay. never gonna convince me he sold crack to anybody.
0: Oh no. Or
1: he caught a body in Memphis. Come on. We know somebody he else said wrote that? that. Yeah, he said that.
0: Oh my god. You gonna
1: make me catch a body like that? They know. Mm
0: mm.
1: Yeah, Drake, come on. You're light skinned. Never gonna convince me of that. Oh Lord
0: <laughs> I um the reason why I asked is because of Drake. The last album he came out with Views, which It sounds like something I've heard already. So many thoughts about Views. I read somewhere he had 80 credits (laughs) for people who wrote lyrics on Views.
1: Yeah, it it sounds like something I've heard already from Drake.
0: Somebody said the funniest thing on Facebook. They were like, that's not Drake's album. That's their album.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: that's 80 people writing <laughs> on the damn album.
1: Then he booted some of the people off that. I'm like, I don't know. Controller had a popcorn, popcorn. Yeah, or popcorn. Uh, I, I call them popcorn.
0: I was going to say popcorn.
1: And like, I get the album and he's not even on it. So I'm like, basically, you he just wrote your song
0: <laughs> Yeah, like, he took away the only legitimate Caribbean or
1: vibe and you put Beanie Man on it. He put Beanie Man on it. Yeah, it's, it's the song has a break at the bridge, and it's like, ja, Beanie Man from Jamaica and Drake from Canada. <laughs> like, thank you, Beanie Man, for letting from us know Canada. where we already know where y'all are from. We've been knowing he We've been Canada. knowing you from Jamaica. And you say in every song, he says that in every song. <laughs> Beanie Man is from Jamaica. <laughs> he says that every song. Like, I know, I know Beanie Man. I know. Don't interrupt this song to tell me. We know Drake's from Canada. He's talking about the six all the time, which yeah. that makes no sense. What When did they start calling Toronto the six?
0: I think he made that up.
1: Because I'm like, I've never. They weren't calling the six in uh, Degrassi, was they?
0: Nah, I doubt that very seriously.
1: Picture that wheelchair Jimmy from the six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know what? What makes me sad about Drake is talking about, like, people who have the potential to be classic. I feel like if Drake would have kept on the same trajectory – from when he first started. I don't mean... uh, What was that?
1: Are you talking comeback season, Drake? Yes! Nobody knows that CD exists, but that CD is awesome.
0: Oh my God. Comeback season. If he would have stayed on that road, it's a catch-22. Because he could have been up there with all the other people who could be classics. But then... He could have never been discovered. He could have never
1: gotten a break. Cause everybody credits him for so far gone, but everybody just, I guess, kind of forgot comeback season existed. For me, comeback season was great. It's like what section comeback season was like what section eighty is to Kendrick Lamar. Yes, it's the equivalent. They they had fire albums that nobody knows about. Like I ran yes. into a Kendrick Lamar fan. and it was like, oh man, his first CD, Good Kid, Mad City, was great. Like section eighty was not a mixtape. It was not free. Mm-hmm. You had to buy that CD. Yeah, that CD was great. Yeah, comeback season. You just kind of stumble upon that on MP3s. You don't see it listed anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that CD, like one through, it had twenty one tracks, and it had features from like some of the most. Un- it had Rich Boy feature, uh, mm-hmm. Cardinal, Fonte, Fonte, uh, Andrina Miller. Yep. Yeah, Fonte. We we talked about Fonte. Yeah, we- <laughs> that guy is doing R and B now. And it's actually not bad. It's actually not bad. That's I, I so was weird. Like, this is the same guy that was on uh, <laughs> The Death of Adam. It's
0: so weird.
1: It has so many good features. It, it was just a great album cohesive unit put together and mm-hmm. that nobody really knows about you really only know about that unless you were like a real it music back head I know since chief for draw and 20 stacks single mothers phone and cheat is just to get their honey's back purple drinking trips the crow is just to get their money stacked. rest in peace the peace to scummy, this reality not funny rap you think it's funny to these youngers suck up funny for the jackrabbit out and get the screaming
0: How he feels about himself, like to go from comeback season to jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man. Come how on, are man, you Drake. actually doing that and don't feel anything about that? I'm sure he hates that shit.
1: I feel like you know you gave up a level of integrity.
0: I feel like and that your, too. You no, know. I have not heard anything from Drake that made me think, wow, that makes me that puts me in the mind of comeback season. The closest thing, as far as like lyrical ability is when i heard back to back it doesn't sound like something that would have been on comeback season but as far as him being able to have like punchline after punchline i was like okay he
1: killed meek's career with that you getting by by singing like i i I touched my heart when he said that i was like oh man
0: is that a world tour or your girls' girls tour
1: this isn't what she meant when she told you to up and up more
0: i mean quote quotables for days, that song, I don't, I, mean, I can't even put into words. And the picture that he used for this song, oh,
1: man. he had the guy from Toronto at the, <laughs> uh, because Toronto, when they, played, yeah, the when the they played the Phillies and beat back to back,
0: the levels, killed him with that, the levels, like that. I was like, okay, Drake. Okay. Then no. it wasn't
1: just like any fun. It was like a home run. Yes. It was, like, it was like back to back. I was like, oh, man, he killed him. He just killed Meek's career. Yes.
0: That is, that is what I would love to see from the rest of his career. But to kind of like harken back to what he was like back on comeback season. I think the problem is now he has different problems because he's rich.
1: Comeback season is more reliable. Yes.
0: Because he wasn't he wasn't well, he might have been rich.
1: He was Degrassi Rich.
0: Yes. He was like an everyday guy when he made comeback season.
1: Like I remember somebody first told me he was a rapper. I didn't believe him. Really? I didn't I believe until I saw it it was a, it was uh, around two thousand six, two thousand seven. They was like, Hey, you know that guy don't ask me why we was talking about Degrassi. <laughs> don't. Uh, I was in high school. I think it had just came on or you mm-hmm. know, D-I-S-D cable, low budget, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I was like, uh, oh, man, they had an episode where he rapped, and somebody was like, you know, he's a rapper in real life. I was like, where? Yeah. <laughs> and then he had that song with Trey Songz, Replacement Girl. Uh-huh. Classic.
0: Love that song.
1: Yeah. My favorite My favorite on that one was when he did that song with Andrea Miller over the uh, Goapole beat. Closer. Yes that was like a super relatable song
0: yes to me his career back then is what I would love to see from so many other artists right now like if I could get an album that felt like that from some of the artists that I love the warm up yeah that's I think that's the closest thing to me is J. Cole's early career
1: warm up um, comeback season but mm-hmm. warm up was definitely what catapulted him over the top yeah then he kind of just sideline story born center eh, eh. then right. he came back 14 Hills drive has that warm-up feel to it meaning yes. you it has music on it you can relate to yeah. especially with the track love yours mm-hmm. he has a similar track on uh warm-up season called i get up i used to listen to that song religiously every day really yeah, yeah. like really really it's like uh they neck and neck you can you can talk to the average man like who's going through some hard times, but you know, hey, I might have all this money or whatever now, but I mean, it ain't what made me happy, right? Because I can have two dollars right now. All I need is a good CD, yeah, and maybe a beer too, yeah. But
0: <laughs> yeah, I would like to see if Drake could get back to that. He would probably be the one I would finish with for the the people I have. I think have potential to be.
1: Bye. Drake's the perfect example of going Hollywood.
0: Oh, for sure. Once he started doing the trap shit, I was like, "Oh, he he's done."
1: Uh, yeah, um, what was his first CD? Thank me now, thank me later, whatever. Thank something. Um, that yeah. was a pretty good CD, then he just slowly started evolving into this whole I need to have some sort of street cred yeah blake griffin hit it on the head did you ever watch the SPs? i know you don't watch sports mm. did you watch the, there was a skit that blake they had blake griffin and drake switch places i guess you know because they both light skin or whatever <laughs> i don't know and drake drake uh blake griffin played drake in a studio and he was like yeah he started off the track he was like yeah this is blake griffin about to kill his track drop the beat and then they dropped the beat. He was like, Scoobop should be Bop should be Bop. I am Drake and I like you, girl. <laughs> I want to keep that. And then Blake was like, I want to keep that because I feel like it'll really give me credit in the hood where I come from the streets <laughs> of Toronto, Canada. Yeah, let's keep that because I want street credit right now. Drake, stop it. You'll turn red if I hit you right now. You're not thug. Just stick with what got you here.
0: Yeah, well. I think he's very calculated in what he does with his career, because he got he's gotten as far being the rapper all the girls like, and rapping and being really sensitive, and allowing other men to embrace those emotions or whatever, which I don't think is a bad thing. Definitely not. But juxtapose that with all of the weird like gangster shit he's trying to do.
1: Think that- about this. He ran up on Meek Mill with back to back, never directly answer uh, control from Kendrick Lamar.
0: Oh, cause he knows he does not have the skill to go up against Kendrick Lamar. He's a. I would not take away his skill from Drake. He is a skilled rapper. Well, come on,
1: you you a you you made this track about a guy who talks about his role every third or fourth bar.
0: Meek Mill sucks.
1: I can hear him now. Rollie. <laughs>
0: There is a video from this Canadian YouTuber named that dude McFly. Mm-hmm. It is so freaking funny. They are analyzing Meek Mill's uh, diss track to Drake, and he Want said, to
1: know? I only heard a snippet. I heard it was terrible." Oh my god! I heard it was terrible.
0: Woo! That song is trash. And I've never been a huge Meek Mill fan. But I would never say he was trash before that song. That song is trash. He spent a good three minutes playing the track that Quentin Miller laid down. the reference track? Yeah.
1: Time i running through the six with my woes. Yes. Like, we all know where reference track is. We
0: know he had to have done that in order for Drake to know what it was going to sound like. Duh. You spent three minutes on that? That's that's three minutes you could have spent trying to body Drake,
1: and he definitely didn't do it. Waste the opportunity, then you waited four days
0: because he didn't have shit. Like he mm-hmm. had nothing to say, and so like the people who were on the YouTube video, that dude McFly was like talking about his his like friends and stuff oh yeah and is that the
1: same guy he was like meek mills this track is like watching dragon ball z waiting on the spirit yeah. box for like three, for like three weeks like i need more power <laughs> every, then like every episode goku got his hands up a little bit further <laughs> and then like a month and a half from now he finally throws it at somebody and yeah. then like it takes another two weeks for a person to blow up and then come to find out another two weeks later that person ain't even dead and he yes. gotta build another one yes. and draw energy from something <laughs> Like, Galaxy, like, in the year 3000 or some shit? Yes! Yeah, I saw that video.
0: He said at one point he was, like, looking around. He was like, what the hell is happening? Like, what what is happening in this damn song? It makes no sense. A new... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> These bars are laughable. <laughs> in, in my city, with a chain, you get respect. What's that have to? <laughs> so that means that you're a what? What do you say? That means that you're a what? What's the following line? Those queens running through the sixes. That's what it tells you.
0: In <laughs> In my city, you wear a chain, you get respect. So that tells me you're a
1: pussy. <laughs> Re- <laughs> But how fam? How fam? How fam? I knew that song was going to be trash. As soon as I heard "Funk Master Flex," "Funk Master Flex," I was right there with him. I was like, "Oh man, this is going to be trash."
0: You know what? I almost turned it off when I heard that. I said, "Oh hell no!" This
1: is going to be trash. You had to get DJ to back you up. You lost already.
0: Yeah. And why fuck Master Flex?
1: Of all people. This is the same guy that said Tupac won shit.
0: Excuse what?
1: Yeah, he said that. Uh he said he was quoted as saying, I respect Tupac's career, but he really won and all that. He just kept up a lot of beef with people. To the point to where rappers like Dom Kennedy and uh Kendrick Lamar was like, I never work with that dude again.
0: Pussy's a slime ball.
1: Yeah, he said Tupac one shit, so I'm definitely not going to listen to anything. It has Funk Master Flex. Funk Master Flex. If you a DJ and you still got to put your ad lib directly with your name on it that came straight from you, that means you suck. Like, nobody has their own ad libs that they created. Like, you see, uh, Metro Boomin had Metro Boomin on Simone. Now he got this, if young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. Whatever that means. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's like, so, hey, I don't trust that dude. Pow, pow. Future. Take it over from here. Okay.
0: Music is just in a really weird stage right now. Because, like, everybody wants to sound the same. The stuff that sells is the stuff that sounds exactly like somebody else.
1: Me, personally, I've been looking for the music that I can't possibly hear on the radio lately. Because that seems to be the better music right now. Like, uh right now I'm on Boss's uh, Last Winter and Too Hot to Riot and J. Cole's Revenge of the Dreamers 2. Mm -hmm. Fire Al, I don't know if you heard it yet already. Mm -mm. Fire. All three, fire. Okay. Definitely got four of those to you.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm curious to see where it goes from here. We're still in the stage I thought we were going to be done with five years ago where everybody wants to sound like they're from Atlanta.
1: Yeah, we're back in that Lean With It, Rock With It phase, except the Lean With It, Rock With has been replaced by Crack.
0: Well, no. Lean Lean With It, Rock With It has been replaced by Dab. Oh man, <laughs> dab and Millie really Rock I was
1: at work. It's it's I was at work and instead of saying excuse me. This woman's like dab.
0: Okay, <laughs> this old lady was like
1: dab. I was like, I just sneeze. Like,
0: is it just me, or do you hate when people when stuff like that goes to like mainstream to the point where there's like families in Minnesota making fucking dab videos and Millie I, I Rock videos.
1: When, I hate when stuff black people come up with goes bling bling status. Like you oh, know, God. bling bling. Like bling bling. Then next thing you know like people in the corporate America is like, oh look at this watch. It doesn't have any diamonds on it but bling bling.
0: <laughs> or like you're watching a wedding planning show on TLC and somebody is like, we have some bling on the waistline of this dress. <laughs>
1: Exactly, oh, and what we no. like—I feel like a lot of artists don't realize we, as black people, whatever we put our names on, they gonna try to take. And emulate. like Cartoon Network has the worldwide. Have you have you seen the show called Gumball?
0: Yes, the I worldwide. Love that show.
1: Did you see that scene when they Grandpa gave them five thousand dollars, and then they was like, maybe we need to make it rain. No. Oh. <laughs> and then they had an episode where uh Stray Compton had just came out and they had like this a beat similar to Stray Hy Compton talking about we never listened to authority and they just like took all these like proper ad libs oh into Stray song. and then the old people on that show had like their own version of it. That's how influential black people are on yeah. everything.
0: Yeah. I think it's cool that it, it gets to that point where everybody wants to be a part of it, but it also takes away
1: from our creativity, yeah,
0: almost. Yeah, not our creativity in my opinion, but, like, it takes away from, it waters it down to me. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I don't think it was just made for black people, necessarily. It's kind of
1: like that drink of juice you leave sitting on the counter, well, that had four ice <laughs> in it. And then you get the cup and sweat it out. It's still good, but it's just a little lukewarm, and it's kind of watery. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like that.
0: Yeah. That's the way I feel about Macklemore's career.
1: What's that? What's that? What's that song he has out now? Downtown. Oh, that song. That song sucks. sucks. That song. Is trash. Song is.
0: What did you think about white privilege? Too? Did you hear it?
1: I haven't heard of it.
0: Mm. I have lots of thoughts about that too.
1: Was he pandering black people again? Yes. Oh yeah, typical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That you basically summed it up and it was a non mix. I,
1: I don't even have to hear it then. <laughs> That's not, a song about white privilege coming from a white rapper just tells me, oh, let me pander the black community and see how far I can get.
0: I think he feels bad about his career.
1: There's no way he should have got album of the year over. He the should kid feel man bad about that. He should feel horrible about that. Cause the height And what a lot of people don't even know is the heist. Those songs were out for, like, four years. It took yes. you four years to even get your songs on or like, airplay. That song that he had with that black guy talking about. Thrift uh, Shop? No, Can't Stop Us. Okay. That song was out back in, like, 2010. Like, if you go some of it like, YouTube and stuff like that, that song had been out. It took him to get to the right outlets to get that song out. Those songs are old. Like, the highest, those are all old. Good Kid, Mad City, boom. We got Section A. We got the product, Good Kid, Mad City. But if you remember, like, that whole CD, that's all everybody listened to. Yes. Was that CD.
0: That was such an upset to the point where there were people coming out the woodworks. Bruh, what the hell? How? Yeah. It
1: was like, Good Kid Mad City was so influential. If you drove a Plymouth, you took your hubcaps off so it could look like the Good Kid Mad City van on the front of the album cover. Yeah. That was one sitting in the apartments and didn't one time. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was, just like, there is nothing compared to that album that year absolutely nothing and i think that was the same year is that the same year yeezus came out
1: 2012 yeezus came out around 2013 13.
0: 2014 so there was another album that was supposed to be really big but of course good kid Matt city completely eclipsed that album
1: uh who's that
0: i forgot what that album was but it obviously don't matter
1: because <laughs> <'Cause> it doesn't i do it for the side I listen to snippets of albums Because I can tell in 30 seconds If your song is good I think Big Chris said that on the song Actually, you can tell within the first 30 seconds of a song If a song is good or not hmm. If you remember he said that on uh, Return Forever
0: Which song was that?
1: American rap star Okay. Yeah. Like, you can tell within the first 30 seconds of a song if the song is any good. And that's prototypical these days.
0: Yeah. Completely underrated artists also. If we're talking about underrated artists, Big Kred should be much bigger than what he is. I think his song Country Shit kind of put him... In the realm of where he probably needed to be, but he should have been further than that because that one song—you
1: you never really heard about Big Crit until um, MTV started doing those underground yeah. countdowns when Children of the World first came out. Yeah, and Crit yeah, was yeah. Here. Crit was here. Great album. Yeah, Return of Forever. Great album. Yep. The only thing with Crit is I feel like he needs a tweak somewhere because it's starting to sound the almost same. the same. Yeah, Return of Forever. Crit was here. First two C's great mm-hmm. some of those other songs on those other CDs could kind of do it out right like everybody's talking about um it's better this way is a classic no it sounds like just something he made already
0: it sounds like Crip was here to me some of it
1: and it's got like the the title and his title tracks are always good mm-hmm. like it's better this way that's a great song you people can relate to that.
0: yeah now one thing I will say is it's better this way the way it starts He's debating on whether he should do something different or if he should do the same thing. And then he made the same album he's already made. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. That's why okay, when I saw the album cover, the mixtape cover or whatever. Yeah. You call it. He has a you can either take the left road, you know, with the road mediocrity, average, yeah. um, you know, basically everything that you've already done, then you can take the right road, which is the road less traveled. Yeah. He takes the left road anyway. Exactly. Like it sounds just like, you know, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be something great. He's basically rapped about the same thing. Yeah. Like, no static. Sounds like a... Uh, my sub. hmm It all sounds the same. And that's why I feel like, you know, a lot of these artists need to kind of venture out. And that's why Kanye West is important because he went from A.O.A. and heartbreak what if he never made My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which was a great album? Oh, yeah. What if he never made that? He would still, people be saying the same thing about him.
0: He's one, he, I appreciate his career so much because you cannot say he has ever made an album that sounded just like another one. Every single one sounds different.
1: College Dropout sounded, you know, it had its own unique sound. Yep. Late registration, another unique sound. Yep. CD the that gray sound
0: yep what was he
1: um that
0: was uh graduation
1: yeah graduation when he had the college line then 808 Mm -hmm. and heartbeat completely left field sound but still a good album yep my dark twisted fantasy which took forever to come out yes it did well it's sad for a good year amazing album
0: um and then after that jesus what the hell completely different nothing i don't hits. even
1: think that song spawned any hits like that it was just Jesus, because it was him it didn't spawn anything that could i could listen to like oh yeah let me no. listen to that song over and over again
0: i liked bound before the video came out
1: yeah the video was too much the
0: video made me hate that song forever
1: you <laughs> remember all the lights video yeah, remember that <laughs> the epilepsy song? I guess
0: called it. It, w- it was an epilepsy, epilepsy video. song, yeah, I'm pretty epilepsy sure. Video. There were so many people who had seizures after seeing that video, not knowing, but
1: still a great song.
0: It was a great song. Um, but I, I don't understand why there are not more artists who are maybe they just are not on that level. I think Big Crit, if he would kind of tap into more of his creativity, could be on that sort of level. But he fabulous, said, said
1: best, you gotta take a risk. You can only shoot, you can only miss if you shoot. True. But you gotta shoot first.
0: True. Exactly. Kanye West has had several misses. Yeah, several misses. <laughs> several. Uh, but he's had so many great albums. It was bound for him to it's have a, at least a reward couple. It's a mystery warfare. Yeah. It's yeah. a reward factor. I mean, you're gonna have a few that suck. I mean, there's no artist who's had just 100% amazing albums all the way through. Jay Z, even though I love him as an artist, he's had a few that were reasonable, pretty terrible. The
1: one at the Reasonable Doubt, those like two he had two CDs that were just like the one with Rhyme No More on it.
0: I don't know which one that is.
1: Yeah, I forgot which one. I forgot the name of it. It was like um Life and Times, Sean Carter too. That C D wasn't that great. You gotta have a couple of misses.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't even think of Kingdom Come first.
1: Oh, Woo! I forgot about that. I forgot all about that. That. Or American Gangster.
0: Wait a minute now. There were a couple songs in that A couple of good
1: ones. There was three solid ones. I give it three.
0: But, I mean, for the most part, that wasn't that great. I
1: don't even remember a song from Kingdom Come out. I heard that whole album.
0: Kingdom Come, there's not one song I like, and I mean not one.
1: Lost Ones wasn't on Kingdom Come, was it?
0: Actually, it might have been.
1: With Chrisette Michelle, that was yeah. a good one. That was a good one. We'll give it that one. That's one. That.
0: Oh, I think that's the, is that the album with Death of Autotune?
1: No, that's uh, Blueprint. Du- Blueprint two, yeah. Blue, nah, that's I think Blueprint two or three. Three, it Blueprint was three. three, yeah. Death of Autotune, guilty pains, career.
0: Blueprint 3. Oh god, yes, it did. Blueprint three is probably one of my least favorite of his albums. Also, that album is terrible to me.
1: How you feel about Holy Grail?
0: I'm a disapp- I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I expect more of him. And I talked to a fan about this the other day. The standard for lyricism right now is in the shitter. Like it's terrible. Like what is radio worthy is trash. And I think his goal was radio worthiness, not necessarily his standard.
1: Because I would say, say this. Like, I thought that album, just listening to the first 30 seconds of each song, I was like, man, this album sucks. Yes. But listening to it is good, but it's not Jay-Z standard.
0: Exactly. And that's disappointing because it's one of the, the people who kind of made hip-hop what it is right now as far as it being so hot and everybody loving what is going on and inviting all these other people into hip-hop and him being sort of a, like a household name right now. He should be setting the standard for what hip hop should be because he can do way better than what he has been doing. What was that line when he was talking about? Cake. It was like
1: cake, 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 cake. He yes. just said cake six times. Yeah, that was on Drake's. Uh, oh, I forgot yeah, that was a Drake you know, song. Yeah, you know, song. It was on a uh, Nothing Was the Same.
0: Yeah, he made lyrics like that on his own album, Holy Grail.
1: Yeah, it was the last. It was the last song right before Too Much. No, that wasn't the name of that song. I don't know why I was about to say that song it was called Cake Music. It should But been. that would be stupid to call Cake Music. <laughs> should have been called Cake Music. Betty Crocker Music. <laughs> cake Music. Speaking
0: of food and music, I found out a few days after April Fool's Day, Hamburger Helper had a mixtape. <laughs> <Really? laughs>
1: We got to keep this part because that's, that's too hilarious. Like, Hamburger Helper has a mixtape. Oh, my God. Is it the glove thing?
0: Yes. you. It's all Dat Piff. It is on Dat Piff. Like, you can look up this mixtape. Oh, my God. I found out because me and Serenity, hey, Serenity, we went to the read. Yo,
1: shout out to Young Ren one time. Because <laughs> I know you're going to listen to this. Yes. So- <laughs>
0: Me and Serenity went to The Read, which is like another podcast. It was live in Dallas. During the podcast, they said Hamburger Helper on April 1st put out a mixtape and a link to it was on Twitter. And they played a song and it sounded like something Future would have put out. Like it was a trap. It was trap music for Hamburger Helper. That shit was so funny.
1: I've been in the kitchen whipping whipping whip I've been Sheffin. Sheffin it. Mix it with my left. Hand. Water whipping and I'm stirring. Y'all want beef and I'm a it Water whipping and I'm stirring. Y'all want beef and I'm a it. I'm it I stir it, I stir it, I stir it, I stir it. I hit the bottom of the spatula. I mix it, I mix it, I whip it, I whip it so good you would think I'm a natural. Water whipping and I'm stirring. Y'all want beef I'm a service. Y'all want beef I'm a service. Y'all want beefin'? I'm a Y'all want beef and I'm a You could catch me at the stove. I was whipping up a bowl. I just came back from the stove. Five star restaurant at home. I just dumped out that whole packet at the
0: powder let it simmer I was whipping 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 should be done about 10 minutes
1: hold up I told you I'm serving that stroganoff hot the oven it's molten lava if Kobe Bryant can make it to Destiny's Child <laughs> anything's possible
0: oh my god oh we gotta wrap
1: this up <laughs> right
0: okay well I guess we can wrap this up Uh we've talked a lot about hip-hop we i really feel like this should be another episode like we should talk some some more but we're just gonna wrap it up by uh you telling us where people can hit you up on social media
1: again my name is xavier mays you can find me on instagram at mays that's spelled exactly how it sounds <laughs> <laughs> mays of just like tupac you know <laughs> not saying i am tupac on twitter facebook xavier j mays and Twitter, Mesa Valley.
0: All right. Well, this has been another episode of Love and Lamar. You guys, stay tuned for the next one. Oh, and don't forget, if you don't already know, listen to... Uh, what the fuck am I talking about? Go to... <laughs> go to... I am delirious. <laughs> I'm tired. You, I definitely got to come back here. This. this is so much fun. <laughs> Go to the Good Vibes Music Festival, July 16th from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. at RBC in Deep Ellum. Bye, you guys. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's
1: the scenario? Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Ayo. Hey, yo. no stick. And Bo that. We no Zach. Jack. We'll get <laughs> well, what do you know? The <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> you probably can edit this out. I like, yeah. I, hope, I hope somebody don't bust in here talking about is this a bathroom? Because that's gonna be like super crazy and funny. Oh god! Like somebody walking, in, buckling their belly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I think I would dial like, it like, whoa! is <laughs> in there, yeah! Head for the corner, go get a taco i be from the jump speed meaning from the get-go Sit back, relax, and let yourself go do sweat what you hurt, But act like you know Yes, yes, y'all Yes, y'all Who got the vibe? It's the Tribe, y'all